And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian and Casey. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show, more importantly, on Twitter or on Instagram. That is at HEFPod on Twitter. And hey, Eintracht Frankfurt on Instagram. So, Eintracht has been up to quite a lot with uh, Champions League action. We're currently in an international break. A time to hopefully sit back, take stock of what the season has been so far, especially as we get that final schedule for the remaining matches uh, of the Bundesliga all set in stone. But I thought it would be fun to introduce a gentleman to our uh, as a guest to our program. So... He is the host of the German Foosball Podcast. He happens to also have a, a rather uh, fa- famous uh, a panelist on there, uh, Marcus Fjortov. Welcome to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Thank you so much for, for having me. What an introduction about Eintracht. Uh, indeed, one of the best, if not the best club in uh, the world. And uh, with you being from, from Kansas City as well, where my better half is from, I thought, what better, what better platform to talk about our our love for Eintracht and uh, and their way ahead? Yeah, my my love for Eintracht stems from way back in the summer of two thousand six when I real when I got stuck into the uh, the FIFA World Cup. But some other folks uh, will probably want to know a little bit about your foosball background before we get into what is going on with the Eintracht. Can you uh, can you can you lift the veil on uh, your connection to the Adler? Yes, well, the obvious connection <laughs> being my uh, my father who who played for Eintracht, and um, you know, I lived I lived in Frankfurt for two and a half years from when I was five till I was seven, um, and have uh, the German uh, blood in me in that sense. Uh, speak fairly adequately German, um, and it was at a time in which you perhaps remember your father playing. Unfortunately, I don't remember him playing all too much in in England, but I do remember Germany. I do remember him scoring against Bayern with the lob over Oliver Kahn, and I'm sure he'll love uh, the fact that I mentioned that. Um, I do remember the <laughs> Übersteiger, but of course, when you get older, you look back or you're able to reflect on what he accomplished even more because of what you've experienced, because of all the other more references you have in that respect. So to see the connection my dad's had with Eintracht and the, the the reverence with which he is held when he comes back um is it fills me with nothing more but than pride really that um he had that impact and and I know how special of a connection and love he has for the club still indeed and you, you took uh, the route kind of like your dad, uh, that of a player. Took a little bit of a detour compared to your dad as he went through the European club scene. You actually came to the United States to play in the college system, which I've got a lot of uh, qualms about (laughs) how the U.S. kind of runs that when you have this tiny, tiny season and there's so many schools, so many many participants in it. Uh, You played for a big team in the Atlantic Coast Conference in the Duke Blue Devils, can you tell us a little bit about how that was maybe an eye-opener for you? No, indeed. Um, Yeah, I think you come to an age, and it varies when in our age, in which we realize that we cannot become captain of Arsenal or play for Real Madrid or let alone Eintracht Frankfurt. And for me, that that hit 
you know, you, you start to become a bit more realistic, perhaps to see, okay, where is my, where are my opportunities? And so by the time in which you're ending high school um, and looking at opportunities ahead, um, I made, uh, <laughs> I made, did an analysis of, of the situation I was in and I found the college route to be in a rather intriguing one, simply because of the fact that I could continue my football career, but um, I also could continue my education, which my parents, including my dad, always emphasized that I had to do. And so for all the qualms, as you say it, about the, the about the college system, for me, it was a perfect route uh, because I was able to develop physically as I was uh, as been a late bloomer. Um, but I also got to uh, pursue a degree, a couple degrees, actually, that I ended up getting from Duke. And so all in all, that was a perfect combination for me. And I am careful to be too definite about it, but that it, it arguably is one of the best decisions I've I've made in my life because I know the 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 wider ramifications it had for me as a as a player because I was able to develop and get to go through the draft and and pursue a football career which followed but also socially and and, and academically so for me it, it really ticked all the boxes there so while I'm careful to say okay everyone should do this for me it was um, it was it was fantastic because I was able to to tick a lot of 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 boxes not only as a player but uh, beyond that as well. You know, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned that because if you look at the Eintracht Frauen, uh, you know, currently sitting in third place in the Frauen Bundesliga, no mm-hmm. Norwegians there, but I'm sure if they decide to sign <laughs> one, they'll win the title in no time at all. But one of the leading players there, Laura Freigang, actually uh, went to uh, Penn State University in the Big Ten. And she, in the exclusive interview she had with us, talked about how she really developed as, you know, just a general person. She felt that the kind of camaraderie that she actually earned, uh, that she felt whilst playing for the university level, sure, the uh, season is kind of very abrupt, but she actually felt that uh, that the experience made her grow as a human and has helped her as a footballer. So yeah. I find that quite an interesting connection. But no, that's we're a talking good about point. The that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm sure people can reference that to hear more about it. But I'm glad that she speaks well of it because there's certainly um, a lot of positive cases that come from that. I would agree. I Eintracht Frankfurt currently. We're talking about positive things. Uh, let's go to a little bit of the. Uh, <laughs> Negative Nancy, <laughs> shall we say? Eintracht has kind of well. There's they entered the the winter pause, the World Cup pause, rocking and rolling, and ever since, outside of you know a victory over Schalke, a victory over uh, Bremen, uh, both of which were you know uh, done at home. Eintracht has really struggled to accumulate points uh, in the 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 Rook Ronda. What are you seeing that perhaps some of us who have not played the game at a very at a very competitive level? Uh, <laughs> uh, what are you seeing uh, from the squad that we, that needs to be highlighted? Well, I think I think a bit of the nature of of perhaps Glasner style Eintracht style is. They were really firing on all on all cylinders, um, but I think the team's intensity or lack thereof can be exemplified even through Mario Götze. You know, Mar- Mario Götze was a player, I believe, before the before the Rückrunde that that covered the most ground. Um, he's now fourth in that in those standings. And while I'm not a too fan of going down the XG and and all that route, it does highlight 
the fact that Eintracht are perhaps going down in their intensity. And, and as such, you, you don't have to drop all too much off your game to be punished for that uh, in the Bundesliga. I'm just thinking back to to when they played uh, Cone and they lost 3-0 um, and they'd been Ooh. on a great run and then they bounced back against Werder Bremen, of course. And But they were in a good run before that. My point being is that I know as a player myself, if you drop down just a few percentage, the Bundesliga is, is, is such a strong league and you're playing against very competent opponents that that suddenly now when you maybe win a tight game against Schalke, even though it was 3-0, I think Schalke was all right in that game, way back, you suddenly start drawing against the Stuttgart at home. Um, and so those little margins, especially when you're fighting at the top, where I believe Eintracht should be fighting, I think they they you know they have to get Europe in terms of in terms of the the project that they're in. So yeah, that those all contribute to a, a bit of lack of intensity, perhaps it's a demanding playing style. And then you'd expect, in all honesty, let's be careful in terms of our praise of Leverkusen because they have you know <laughs> top three, top four strongest squads in the in the in the Bundesliga. But they're also coming back. And so inevitably then you're going to be fighting with similar similar quality teams. Um and and as as of right now, I try to find themselves in a in a bit of a, a bad spell. You know, a bad spell would be the right way to put it. Uh, if you look back to uh, the spring of last season, Eintracht was able to kind of balance those rough results that they had within the Bundesliga uh, whilst doing this wonderful, wonderful campaign through Europe, which ended up with the Europa mm. Pokal going to Eintracht for the second time in club history. <sighs> yeah, I'm looking at it now that we've been really just knocked out by Napoli, just thoroughly sucker punch. So I'm looking at the the rest of the schedule and thinking to myself, there's a lot there's still a lot to play for. You still have matches against the teams that you're having to chase against. Uh you mentioned Bayern Leverkusen. They've been surging at the table. They're kinda, you know, just on on heels of Eintracht as the league standing sit. You got uh Munchen Gladbach, you got uh, Augsburg. Those are teams that, you know, you would think that an Eintracht firing on all cylinders would be able to defeat, and yet you still have Mites. You still have well, no one likes to play Mites. You have Hoffenheim who will be fighting for their lives, and you have Schalke, and of course you got Borussia Dortmund who, you know, they may be in a position to win the Bundesliga at that point, and uh, I wouldn't begrudge them too much if they defeated us. But that's only because I want to see the reign of Bayern to end. But Indeed. are you seeing the remaining schedule? as plenty, uh, plenty of promise still left on the table? Or are, do you think that Eintracht's going to have to uh, be challenging every single match, knowing that each match needs to almost be a cup final so as to return to the Champions League or even that of the Europa League? No, I mean, certainly. I mean, for for, for Eintracht's purposes now, they have, I mean, they have the Bundesliga to focus on. And, um, you know, I discussed this with my father a few a few episodes ago in terms of what does Eintracht Frankfurt want to be, you know, and, and I always believe and I'm looking ahead at their upcoming games. Now it's, you know, um, in order to, to be the best, you have to beat the best. So if you're going to a Bayer Leverkusen away, you're, you're welcoming Union at home again. You're going to Dortmund, which away, which will be a fantastic challenge. You're playing a high flying minds. These are the games that, um, you know, if, if they don't win them, then a bit cynically put, then, 
then they don't deserve better in a, in a sense. And I think in terms of Eintracht now, it's interesting to see in terms of where are they in their project? Because when my dad played, they were fighting against relegation. Eintracht have been the spite of Bundesliga. The dark days. <laughs> right, yes, exactly. And then now you, you mentioned briefly the Europa League. Uh, the Champions League run, they had the Europa League run, for, uh, you know, against when they're going to get knocked undeservedly out against Chelsea before that as well. They built platforms, building blocks. Um, so why I'm saying that Eintracht should be getting Europe is the sense that it would be a step in the wrong direction if you didn't, because I think with Frankfurt's profile, with their fans, the stadium, the recruitment they do, the players and people they have in charge... I don't see any reason why Eintracht shouldn't be competing for a top four um, at a more uh, evenly basis. And so, um, yes, these upcoming games are certainly games Eintracht need to win. Um, and, and starting with Bochum uh, at home uh, is a great way to to rebound, even though we never quite can get our head around what sort of Bochum team um, <laughs> we will get either. That is very true because they've pulled off quite a, They had gone on a five-match winless run, and they've subsequently been able to pull out multiple results, including most recently against Leipzig. Uh, needless to say, a team that Eintracht would be hoping to be challenging when it comes to the Dunstan table right now, though still involved with the Dave Pokal. You mentioned yeah. uh, having to play Union coming up. Um, I can fondly remember the victories uh in the lead-up to the 17 final against Borussia Dortmund, my first taste of Eintracht getting to a cup final as <laughs> I kind of came to the Eintracht party a little late for the, the 05-06 final team against Bayern and then defeating Bayern in the 18 final. Those memories still sit long in the mind, and I'm almost at the mindset that, you know what, at the very least, we've got to be – if we can come away, regardless of what position we sit in, at the end of the season, with uh, in terms of the Bundesliga, I think if we're able to defeat Union, you know, then it's just um, roll the dice at who you get in the semifinals, and you know, it's all it's all out in the cards. There, are you thinking that perhaps the Pokal is where uh, Eintracht can find their mojo back? Yeah, and and what the beauty of, of of cups are is that they live their own life in a, in a sense. And having Union at home, um, there's no reason why Eintracht shouldn't win that, you know. Um, and 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 Union are are certainly beatable, even though uh, even though they fell out on the the short end um, the previous round. So most certainly, and and like you say, you you remember in terms of the, having your first uh, taste of victory as a, as an Eintracht fan when they won the won the cup final there as well. Eintracht have a history of, of doing well in the Cups over these last few seasons. There's no reason why they had a spell. And it would be a bit typical that they did. And, uh, and one of those where almost a bit of insurance, a risky one uh, at that, is that uh, if they were to be, uh, if their their lead ahead of Leverkusen Wolfsburg were to be eaten up, then uh, then you have the Cup as well. But even still, I think the Cup is a, is, is a great bonus. It would be great if the Eintracht made it to another final. Wow, what a, what a time to be alive for an Eintracht fan! But even still, um, you want them to you want you want to see them make the European spots, not through hoping to win a cup final, but but making those top six spots. And you know, it's it's five points behind Leipzig, six points behind Freiburg, but you're competing against teams there that um, have a strong history and and have good players as well. And so. 
That's why I say with the matches against Bochum coming back, and then you have away to Bayer Leverkusen, two slightly different profiles of games, but ones that, like I say, if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. And so mm-hmm. Eintracht need to welcome that challenge. Yeah, I, I found that when it, Eintracht does get put up against it, that uh, that kind of live or die a mindset. The Eintracht has shown themselves to be able to be up to the challenge when called upon. Um, looking at the players who are called upon for you know these kind of moments of late, we've seen Rondo Koto Milani, You know, it at times sometimes it, it just looks like we kind of just throw a long ball up to the guy, hope that he knocks it down, holds it up to bring in someone like a, a Gotze or a Kamada, despite his recent form. What are you thinking in terms of, regardless of where the Eintracht finishes, are the chances that Randall Kodomawani is an eagle for a second season? I th- Well, I think there are strong, uh, there's a strong likelihood he will be. I think uh, his intention is to, is to stay there. Um, and 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 uh, from reports, I think there would only be needed a an absurd bid, uh, you know, an out of this world bid for Kolomwani for him to to leave. Uh, I think uh, he's proven him. He, he's proven how well he settles in into Nitrack Frankfurt shirt. But I think there are strong. There's a strong likelihood that he will stay unless there is a very 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 big bid for him. Um, so he's had a fantastic season. What a revelation. And also a suggestion of how well um, Eintracht Frankfurt and the people in charge recruit in terms of finding those players for quote-unquote bargain prices. And then, again, you see a Kamada now perhaps leaving for a free and what have you. And if you want to establish yourself in the top, do you, are you going to sell your best players? Well, it's a tough balancing act. Because Eintracht uh, will be competing against yes uh, Dortmund and a, and a Bayern uh, domestically, but also internationally. And when you have someone like Kolomuani who has been outstanding, um, there will never be be interest. But I think he'll stay for for another season, and uh, which is which is good news for all us Eintracht fans. Agreed, agreed. That being said, where do you think that the Eintracht will finish the season in terms of the league table? Well, I have to be optimistic with you here, of course. I think, uh, I think top six. I think, and they should be, and they're good enough for top six as well. So, um, you know, it's it's been tough. I think it was disappointing with the draw at home to Stuttgart, but then you know you get the draw against Wolfsburg, you lose narrowly to Arba Leipzig. Um, it's, I think, you just need football as a momentum sport, and it's funny how that plays in into um into uh into the game so uh, i'm very optimistic that they will get top six but it will be tough but they need then to take the fight then they will meet the likes of a of a of a leverkusen against the mines and what have you but that's that's the nature of it that's the bundesliga and that's why we love it totally agree on that and as you mentioned some of the teams that the Eintracht has left it's really nice that the fact that you know bayern uh union leipzig are already out of the way uh, a one-off match with Union in the Dave Bay Pokal final is always something to treasure. And us being at home, I'm expecting us to, of course, win. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, Andre Frankfurt. I'd like to thank Marcus for joining us on the, the show here today. Marcus, where can we uh, find you in the social media landscape of the world? And what are you up to that you would like to bring attention to? 
Yes, well, you can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram, uh, what have you, but my, mainly through Twitter. And then obviously the German Fußball podcast, uh, which is on YouTube, which I host with my my father, where we talk about all the latest news and insights from the Bundesliga and where we inevitably touch upon Eintracht pretty much every episode because of our uh, because of our love for them. Um, <laughs> and uh, in general, I've, uh, I work with the, with the PFA over here, the Players Football Association, which I get to conduct some 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 fun interviews with um, with decision makers and players and what have you within the English game. So while not the German game, uh, the English game where I get to have some rather cool interviews, which you can always check out over there but awesome. uh, pleasure pleasure to be on and always great to 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 share um thoughts and uh our love for uh for eintracht yes thank you so much and ways that you can get in contact with the show folks if you are listening to still at this moment uh give us a like or a review on your podcast platform of choice it helps other eintracht fans Find us in the social media atmosphere. You can find us on Twitter. That is at H-E-N-Pod. Hey, I'm Dirk Preferred on Instagram. Until next time, uh, it's goodbye from us and tschüss. Uh, Auf Wiedersehen. Hey,